Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the ASU Football Insider. I'm your host, Rob Penn, along with my co host, J.R. Rick. How you Last doing? Week, pretty good, brother. Last Thursday, the Sun Devils teetered on the edge of disaster, narrowly escaping with a victory over Southern Utah 27-24. Our freshman quarterback, Jaden Rashada, was surgical in the first half, completing 75% of his passes, but after a two-hour weather delay, he came out rather flat in the second half. We barely escaped with a victory in a game that we were heavily favored by 35. Jay. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts on last week's game? Um, well, you know, like you said, uh, the first half was really good, right? Guys came out, established some things, played some good ball. And, you know, they had a, a two-hour break. Um, a two-hour break is a lengthy break. Uh, even in a Super Bowl, uh, um, the, the break is only an hour. And you got a whole performance going on, right? All kind of stuff. So uh, but two, Carey, huh? Yeah, yeah. In our Super Bowl, M- Mariah Carey was out there with a blue dress on. Yeah. But um, with that being said, though, you know, it's, it's a lot. That's a lot of time, especially when you're coming back, um, being a young guy, young quarterback and a freshman, true freshman was playing high school ball this time last year. Right. So um, I think he um, learned some things. Obviously, the team is going to go as you go. Right. So you got to be on point. Everybody around you be on point. But uh, ultimately, a win is a win. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, uglier, ugly or not, we'll take it. All right. Uh, just what do you think about Rashada's performance last week? Um, well, I w- you know what? I would honestly just say he looks like a freshman. Yeah. And, but he looks like he looks like he has a tremendous upside. You know, looks like, um, you know, he's going to be talented and he's going to get it sooner than later. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. going to get it sooner than later. Um, again, a two hour break is a lot. I'm sorry. I don't don't really care who you are. Two hour break is a lot. Now, you know that there's no excuse for misthrows and things of that nature. These things happen. It's football, right? It happens. It's football. But, uh, the good thing is there were no turnovers. There were no turnovers. So we can, we can build on that. And I mean, if you think about it, uh, what was his stats again? It was 18 of what? I want to say. 32, 36, 18 to 34. With, with, with two touchdowns. 250, 257 yards. Okay. Yards. And, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something to celebrate for your first your first game as a freshman. Okay. In the first half, coming out with a lather. I understand. From my from my perspective, what I saw, it's like you say, you look like a freshman. Uh, his long ball is pretty much on point. But when it comes down to touch passes, especially the short to intermediate, Mm-hmm. I noticed, uh, you know, a little. I noticed uh, he needed to develop his technique and his footwork a little bit more. But you know, missing high on hitches and missing wide on slants and things of that nature. But yeah, overall, I think it's something to build on. Yeah, I mean, again, it, he's a freshman. You know what I mean? And um, and I, I just, I would have to see a see those things happen in a game where all 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 things are normal. A two-hour break isn't normal. Today's Sun Devil Spotlight is none other than the current director of player development, 
and Sun Devil Legend, DJ Fox. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm blessed. How you gentlemen doing? Pretty good, man. It's just good, good. For you to come on today, man. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. Hey, when you hit me up, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. When I heard it was you two, man, I I couldn't wait to join the segment. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Love it, man. Love it. JR. So uh, I got a couple questions for you. Absolutely. Um, I got a couple questions. Uh, take me back to one of your fondest memories um, as a player at ASU. Mm-hmm. The 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 ones that always stick out to me, I, I would say the always the U of A games. You know, mm-hmm. I I did lose one, which hurts, still stings. But I mm-hmm. won three. We won three of those. Um, nice. I think my my sophomore year, and this takes me into my my second favorite memory. My sophomore year, um, we won in the uh, Rose Bowl. We beat UCLA. Um, Marion Grice got hurt, and this was my sophomore year, so I got a chance to step in, kind of as that full time running back. Um, and we ended up playing U of A at home. Uh, put a whooping on them. Um, I won a Territorial Cup MVP, which was, you know, a blessing and huge. And then we ended up hosting the uh, Pac-12 championship game against Stanford, um, which is my next favorite memory. Um, and then Notre Dame at home. That Notre Dame game, uh, my junior mm-hmm. year, uh, noon kickoff, the 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 atmosphere and just the support from the community. And, you know, being, um, I, think, I think we were number six in the nation at one point. You know, those ones stick out to me the most. Nice, nice, nice. So now, um, flip side, right? You've you've been in the role that you're in right now for how long at ASU? It's already been about seven months. Seven months. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. So <laughs> what what is the, the biggest difference transitioning from um being a, a collegiate player to being an NFL player to now being back in the collegiate scene mm. watching guys attempt to go through it and, yeah. and to endure uh, everything that you've overcome. Mm-hmm. I would say, and it happens fast, but the generation of football from how young people pers- are there, how they're receptive to information, how they understand, you know, the language, the dialogue, even, you know, the X's and O's, the schematically, it changes so much. I mean, you know, sitting here hearing the terminologies and kind of schematics of college football, I think mm-hmm. every generation they change. So going from college to the NFL, just hearing the dialect and just how we talk ball, I think it changes to coming back to college and hearing how um, they talk now. So just trying to get myself up to date with how the game is played and, and the difference. But it's been exciting. It a lot of some um, a lot of the stuff is very similar. Just like you know, Jr. Even in the NFL, different playbooks. It may just be a different word. Same, right. you know, same fundamentals with it all. You're just trying to learn mm-hmm. a new language. You know. Yeah. Definitely, uh, new language. Uh, I, I'm going to ask a question that our audience, I know they want to hear, right? So mm-hmm. Let's talk about the self-imposed postseason ban. I want to mm-hmm. know how has the aura changed? How has the atmosphere changed around the program? Yeah, I mean, it, it's always tough. I mean, even as an alumni, and, and I'm sure JR feels the same, it's always tough hearing news like that, especially for me being around these guys, you know, since January and seeing all the hard work they put in from the off-season weights to the conditioning to going through training camp, all these things, um, and then to have to kind of change their mindset in that sense of, of kind of processing that kind of information, you know, so close to the season. It's tough. But I, I'll, I'll tell you what I told them. I said, at the end of the day, you have an opponent in front of you. You have a chance to win football games, and you have a chance to lead this place better than, you know, when you came here. 
And every chance you get a chance to play a football game, you know, wearing that maroon and gold, representing, you know, that Sparky, being an ASU football player, you know, that should come with pride. And I said, you still have games to go out there and win, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, let's go out there and win. Let's go out there and win eight, nine, 10 games, whatever it may be. Let's put ourselves in position to say, okay, I say, let's, let's be sad in November. Let's not be sad now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Let's be sad at the yeah. end of the season when our record can reflect how we want it to reflect. Let's not be sad now because we can't control now. So let's just go through the season and play every game like we had that opportunity. Okay. Well, usually, especially uh, th- this case is rare. How do you mm-hmm. get them to focus on the name on the front when all they really have to work with is the name on the back at this moment? Yeah, I, I think that is culture, and I think that is trusting – what your head coach is preaching and saying and buying into the program. And I think Coach Dillingham has done a great job at bringing that. And I, that's something that, you know, attracted me to come back and be a part of this staff and wanted to give my time and my energy, you know, to this program because of uh, Coach Dillingham and what he believes in and what he's preaching. And that's, you know, he, he always says it lifers, you know, being a part of this family and, and being a Sun Devil for life. And, and I know it's so hard for an 18 to 22-year-old to process the fact that, they can't go play and compete for a championship. I hear you. It's tough. I mean, I, I'm sure even me, I'm like, that's that's hard as a competitor to not want to play for a championship, right? That's that's the stuff that we want all we we aspire to do. Um, but I think it's it's keeping the main thing. The main thing is that is you have to go out and win football games regardless. Taking one game for what it is at a time, processing it, understand, you know, there's a lot of people that are connected to this process and this building and that program. I think I think um I think they got a good opportunity, um, a good opportunity to come together and have people say, what if? Yeah. You know, if they if they have a good season and stack some wins together and uh and and play for each other, you know, um, and you know, really end strong, you know, it's gonna make people like, what if, you know, they uh have a uh what could it have been? If they did make it to Absolutely. the bowl game, they would have played this team. Why the way that they playing shit looked like they can compete with anybody. You know what I mean? So if they go out there and handle their business and 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 uh, play fast break football and shut down defense, then you know they have a really good opportunity. You know what I mean? Just for people to sit there and yeah. wonder, and then to be in the conversation, even though they're not in a bowl game. What if yeah. Arizona State was playing right now? You know exactly. I'm with you, Jr. You got to create that narrative. You still have control over creating that that conversation, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. taking care of business one week at a time to get to that point where, what if? You know, you still got to go out there and compete, and that's why I'm trying to get them. And I know Coach is doing a great job, one week at a time, because that's that's the only way to get through a season. You can't focus on that end game or anything like that. One week at a time. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let's go back eight months ago, right? Uh. A pretty, uh, I guess, a a pretty predictable life you had going on, uh, from working in the medical sales, you know, and mm. doing some broadcasting, <laughs> right? You know, so that having control of everything once you got the niche of it. Let's talk about the experience that you've had in your new position. Uh, what has been the biggest learning curve, and what has been the most gratifying experiences? Ooh, the biggest learning curve, I would say, and it, it's learning curve, but it's also really exciting. And I, I found such a new appreciation for the process of collegiate sports. 
Because I think when you're the athlete, and, and I call them spoiled now, and I'm sure I was spoiled. We all are when we're playing. You know, your 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 locker's made up. You got they you super got spoiled clean. now. Hey, Jay, 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 super spoiled now. Jay was at the facility a few months back. And he sees what they. I know they are, and I, I see all this stuff. But you know, seeing as a player, you just expect all these things: the the bus to show up on time, the food to be there, all these resources you have. You don't realize, you know, not everyone has that. And I think now being on this side of the operational side, how much work goes into making sure these guys have everything they need to go out there and perform. I found that part so, you know, appreciative and also difficult, you know, being able to being on call for a guy that have a situation when you have 120 guys that I'm, I, I sense that if they have a problem, they can come to me. But every 18 to 22 year old thinks their problem is the only problem in the world. You know, mm. so I think that that part has been an adjustment for me is understanding how I thought when I was 18 to 22 years old, my problem is the only problem. They're not, you know, you don't, you don't think like that. You're, you're very narrow, you know, you're very narrow vision. So that, and then also I think the, the biggest joy, man, just, just seeing guys grow. And I think that's essentially what I wanted to come back and do help these guys capitalize on this mm. chapter. You got, four, five, some guys got six years now with all these, you know, eligibility years and stuff, but to capitalize on this chapter of your life, it's too important to not make the most of this and set yourself up for some success, you know, in the future. My nephew, CJ Fight, is a freshman on this team. But, you know, he's really My big guy. on, yeah, definitely. He's really big on character, you know, and reliability, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I, I take it that's pretty much the aura of the team, you know, especially around the younger leaders, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and what's awesome about a new head coach, I mean, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, it doesn't matter. It's a fresh late. You all have a chance to interview. And I tell these guys, that's essentially what the NFL is. Every day is an interview. Every day you mm. get a chance to kind of put on display who you are. And it's important. I mean, it can it, it's so important whether it's whether you have a job or not the next day. So getting them to understand that you can write the script for who you want to be. And sometimes for these seniors, guys, they get a new a new start with a new head coach. So you get a chance to show exactly who you want to be, but that's a lot of pressure because that consistency that there's pressure with that because now you show who you are and who you want to be, but now you got to be that person day after day. So I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome for the younger guys to, to come in and see and see this team bond together. What was your favorite position? That I played? A, that you played as a player. What was your favorite position? Do you felt like, if you lined up at one position versus the other, you had a better game, or did you feel like it took you to play all around the field in order to have a your mm. best game? Ooh, JR coming with the questions. I love it. I'll say this, and, and they some guys um on staff that have known me for a while, they give me a lot of crap sometimes. They say, Oh, you're a receiver, you're a receiver. And because they know that bothers me because I'm a running back at heart. I love running back. I knew I had the okay. skill and I knew I had a chance to win. Anytime you put me in the slot, I knew I had the skills, the route running, the the hands to be able to to do that all day. But I needed mm. to get get the ball and run through the tackles to wake up. I knew that's yeah. how I would get my game going. I needed to get the ball. I needed to feel that ball in my hands and run through the tackles and get hit a few times. That's when I knew it was game time. And then, okay, the receiver stuff's fun. Throw me a couple of screen passes, swing routes. But – I love running the football. I love running back. I love the mindset, the way the flow of the game is played at the running back position. There's nothing be more beautiful to me than that.
That's so well spoken. <laughs> it's a flow, JR. You know, it's a flow, is it not? It's yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I only played one position from five years old all the way to I'm retired at 28. Receiver. That's it. I never wanted to run yeah. the ball, I never wanted to throw a ball, I never wanted to tap. You know, yeah. uh, so I tip my hat off to guys who can do those multiple things. Hey, know? the more you can do, I tell these guys, and JR, you know this too in the NFL, the more you can do, the better chance you have to play, to get a roster, to get a spot, special teams, running back, receiver, catch, run, doesn't matter. Try to yeah. do it all. Yeah. You got to. Vers- vers- versatility uh, will get you, you know, some time. It, mm-hmm. It'll definitely buy you some time. You know, you can't can't be a exactly. one-trick pony. Because if you are a one-trick pony, you will have to be the pony. Yep. You, you know what I'm great. saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. legend to legend. Yeah. Yep. Hey, we thank it's, you yep. for coming on, DJ. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Love the dialogue. I'm excited for this week. I know I heard you guys talking in the first part, and just I think the biggest thing when you have, especially with NIL, transfer court, all these things, you have so many new faces. We do have a freshman quarterback, but a lot of new faces. So that was a lot of new players' first game in, you know, on Frank Cush Field, Mount America Stadium now. Um, so I think the biggest thing I tell them, it, it, the first game is not always pretty, but the biggest thing is is to make those corrections from week one to week two. Those are the teams you see around the country make the biggest stride, the ones that can be honest with themselves. They can look themselves in the mirror and say, I need to get better at this. And I think last week was a reality check. We got to get better. And that's okay. So now film, practice, we got five days to get better, correct those mistakes, and another chance to go out there and perform. You know, and I, I think that's the biggest thing for this team is growth every week. Continue to grow, continue to grow, especially with the young quarterback. And he will. Speaking of that, you are more than welcome to stick around for the final closing segment if you like. Let's go, man. I'm here. Let's right, go. Let's get I'm, it. All right. I'm, I'm this hanging. week, <laughs> this week, Oklahoma State comes to town. They also barely escaped with a victory last week, defeating Central Arkansas 27 to 13. And according to Coach Vince Amy, in order to win this game, the Sun Devils must dominate up front. What do you think about the coach's response there? Um, I think he dead on. It always starts in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, and, you know, speaking from his perspective, being a defensive coach, um, knowing that, you know, that running game of theirs was held to under 100 yards. Um, and, you know, we would like to think that we have a much better defensive line that they're going to be facing this week um, at ASU that, yeah, it should start up front and they should dominate up front and get it so done. Not, not not just under 100 yards, 52 yards. You know, and uh, I, think <laughs> it was, I think it was a one-possession game uh, midway through the fourth quarter. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so under 60 yards, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think I think Vince Amy's dead on with what he said, you know? Yeah, I, I agree 100% with JR. I think, I think a game like this, it's going to be a physical game, and I think that starts up front. I think in the trenches, you know, a physical game, the old line, D line, I think you've got to come into this week, you know, with a, a mindset, a, a prideful mindset. And, and I think it's up to them to set the tone. And I think that's kind of what our practices have been like this week, you know, physical. Um, they understand what kind of game it's going to be. It's going to be hot. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, we we kind of got to flip the script and, and, and turn the lights on with that. So I agree. It's going to be a physical game. Hey, per previous conversations uh, between JR and I, uh, I brought up the fact about uh, the secondary at Southern Utah and these blue chip five star, four star uh, corners and 
safeties that will be play uh, that will be playing at Oklahoma State. Uh, mm-hmm. How important is it for Rashada to knock off those rust and and really get back to his technique and you know his basics? You know, really because they really can't make any mistakes this year. Yeah, I think I think um, timing too. I think this week of practicing with your receivers, communication. I think all those receivers they understand his timing, and I think obviously, of course, like you said earlier working on his footwork. And I was talking to him today, just it will naturally become more comfortable trusting the pocket. I think when you're young and, and, and the anxiety, you're so anxious, you want to make a play, all these emotions are rushing through that I think sometimes mm-hmm. as quarterback, you don't you don't trust the process. You don't trust the timing of things. So I think that's his biggest thing, and I think that's what he's improving on, going to improve on so quick. Just trusting the timing, trusting the receivers are going to be where they need to be, trusting your O-line is going to block and you know do everything schematically that they need to do and, you know, stay in that pocket a little longer so he can deliver those throws. Yeah, hey, they, y'all got that scatterboo, too? <laughs> you know, that's scatterboo. Scatterboo. That's my guy. Scatterboo. Yeah, that's man. My guy. He's a hard – he's a tough runner. Oh, yeah. You like watching him, JR? Yeah, you I do. Little, I know you got a little taste, but yeah, – Yeah, I do. You know, you run physical, get a feel, you know. So, I mean, you need that. You know, yeah. you throw the throw the score, but you run the win. So you know, we got to mm-hmm. be able to ha- hand the ball off um, in order to you know sustain face da- first downs and, and eat up the clock. You know what I mean? And just like you say, and dominate. Uh, that goes for both both lines, right? We want the offensive mm-hmm. line to come downhill too and smash. So you so you can keep handing the ball off, right? Yeah. I think our secondary can match up good with their receivers and. The Mike Gundy system. I think they're also coming out with that three quarterback system again with uh Coach Gundy's yeah. son being a part of that. You know, how can we contain that that variation of different play styles between quarterbacks, Vic? Hit him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over and over and over and over. Hit him in the mouth. Oh, you bring him in too. We're gonna hit him in the mouth. You gonna bring him in too? Hit him in the mouth. I mean it's it's, it's just be physical, play fast, wrap up, right? Um, that's that. It's not much more you can do to that, you know. Um, each each they're gonna call certain plays with, with certain guys, um, and hopefully, you know, there's enough film study that could that could tip their hand as to what they're gonna do, um, and that the guys are able to pick it up. And if they are, then you know, it should be an abusive situation. Hopefully. For sure. All right. Hey, no, DJ, yeah. the floor is yours, man. If you have anything uh, that you want to leave with us before we get out of here and we go to Keys of Victory, we'll wind her okay. It's all yours. Man, no, like I said, just I appreciate you guys. Love what you're doing. Um, I'm excited for this new era of Sun Devil football. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm back there working, but just being on the inside and watching the growth and what Coach Dillingham's doing, um, he's doing it the right way. And I hope people can trust me when I say that. And I'm just excited for this thing to grow, um, for players to to be a part of this and continue to grow in this in this chapter of ASU football and, you know, become part of the brotherhood. And I'm excited for these guys to go out and compete. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we would love for you to be a regular here, too. So don't hey, be surprised. Hit me up. Yeah, my bad. Yes, Thank sir. you, too. Thank you, brother. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. I'll see appreciate you. it. Let's get over to Juan Roque for Keys to Victory. This is Juan Roque with the defensive keys of the game. Huge game this weekend against Oklahoma State. A true test for the ASU as it's going to make the move into the Big 12 in 2024. So this will be a preview of what I would hope to become a really good rivalry game between you know Oklahoma State and Arizona State. 
And, of course, the defensive side of the ball is going to be huge in this game. The three keys to victory for ASU on the defensive side, number one is stop Ollie. Running back Gordon Ollie Jr. is averaging 6.3 yards per carry. That is a big, big stat for ASU's defense, especially on the front seven. they got to be able to stop this guy. You cannot let him get rolling. You cannot let him set up the quarterbacks or the passing game. you got to stop the run game, get him into those third and longs, get him into those passing situations, which is going to go to key number two, which is they have to have the edge, right? They don't use the term defensive end anymore or pass rusher. They use edge. So whoever's on the edge for ASU, they need to get to the quarterback. Right now, quarterback Gunner Gundry, Gundy, sorry, Gunner Gundy, is their top-rated passer, 176.71 QBR. That's not bad. He's likely going to be the starter. If not the starter, he's going to see significant playing time. They got to find a way to disrupt this guy. They got to get to him. They got to pass rush him. They got to hit him. They got to disrupt him. They got to make him run to the edges. They have to be a force in this game in order for this to become a Sun Devils victory. And last but not least, takeaways. The defense has to find a way to get the ball on the ground or get it out of the air. Oklahoma State only has one interception in the first two games. It's not a big big deal, you know, but as you see, ball security is huge with this team. If they can find a way to get some takeaways, set up the offense, give the offense a short field, or, or maybe even score, pick six, fumble recovery for a touchdown, it could be a big afternoon for ASU. It's going to be a great game. Get out to the stadium. Go Devils. Let's get this victory. How you guys doing? It's Jalen Strong here with ASU Football Insiders, here to give you the keys to victory for this weekend's game against Oklahoma State. First things first, we gotta win the turnover battle. We can't turn the ball over, we have to take care of the ball. So ball security is number one. That's the main thing. Number two, I think we have to dominate the line of scrimmage. No, I believe, I know we have to dominate the line of scrimmage. We have to open up the run game for scat, so then our receivers on the outside, X, and then Badge, and then Jalen could get open, and then Jalen could deliver them the, the ball. Um, last but not least, Jalen Rashad, he's our third key to victory this weekend. He has to come out, he has to be sharp, he has to take control and lead. He has to get the fans involved so the team could build off his energy, and then we just go out there and execute. Jalen Rashad came out last week, very, very good, but slowed down in the second half. I will say because of that, that dust storm, it may have played a big part in his throwing game. But this week, we have to have two big halves from him. A first half, a second half, all the way through. And ASU will take the win. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of ASU Football Insiders. We'll see you next week. Peace. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.